This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the show. My name is Adam Ritz, and Jay Baker is joining me on the telephone. Jay, how are you? I am doing great. Looking forward to today's show. I want to start with uh, a concert charity event that I wish I could go to. In fact, I might go to it. There's no reason why uh, I can't other than uh, funds and time. Uh, If I could find the time and get some more money, maybe I'll be there. Uh, But this is a charity concert for Alan Parsons of the Alan Parsons Project. Uh, he's turning 75 years old, Jay, the big seven, five for Alan Parsons, um, top of your head, put you on the spot. What's your favorite Alan Parsons song? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Ooh, you know, and I, I can hear the song in my head, but I don't know the actual title. My brain flew over to, and I know I always ruin your music segments, <laughs> but Alan Parsons was absolutely an amazing individual who not only helped George Martin with the Beatles in Abbey Road Studios, he was also the very uh, most important guy when it came to recording an album called The Dark Side of the Moon from a band called Pink Floyd. And that was all Alan Parsons' work. And then, as you said, he was part of the Alan Parsons project i've i've heard of that uh that band and that album and yes <laughs> you know what i i should have said uh, uh what is your favorite alan parsons um uh, offering and uh, without question your answer is valid uh, his production work on um pink floyd's dark side of the moon yeah he's he's almost as famous as being a, a, a engineer in the studio um in fact in certain circles he is more famous as an audio engineer than as an artist. Uh, we do play some of his songs on my other show, Yacht Rock Radio, um, and his favorite... I just can't remember any of them off the top of my head. I love his stuff. Well, one of them was uh, Wouldn't Want to Be Like You. I love ah, that song. There you go. There was, song. He, he had a hit called Games People Play. Um, Time was another one of his uh, songs. And uh, I think... Um, I think he had the song called Serious, which was an instrumental. Now maybe yes. I, that that was most famous for being the introduction music to the late to the 1990s championship Chicago Bulls teams. Okay. So if oh, you, yes. when you hear that song you'll be like, "Oh, I remember this, this is when they were introducing Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen." I the, the Chicago Bulls uh, stadium announcer would play that song from the Alan Parsons Project. And maybe most famously, Jay, uh, as far as a pop culture reference, Dr. Evil called his uh, <laughs> his laser beam that was supposed to, I think it was mounted on the moon that was going to blow up the Earth, he called it the Alan Parsons Project. <laughs> ah, see, Dr. Evil. That's funny. But yeah, Alan Parsons, 75, and a guy that's been around forever. Now, you say this is a concert for him? Is well, he having health issues? No, he's fine. It's it's a, a concert that he is going to appear and perform in. It's just uh, okay. it, it's a concert with him and his pals, uh, artists that he has worked with, 
including Michael McDonald, the godfather of Yacht Rock, and the man, uh, half of the voice behind half of the hits of the Doobie Brothers, uh, Al Stewart, Terry Sylvester of the Hollies, David Pack of Ambrosia. Uh, these artists and a few more will be on stage with Alan Parsons, and it's just going to be a fun jam session to celebrate his 75th birthday. It's on December 20th in Santa Barbara, California, at the historic Libero Theater. Uh, tickets are on sale now. You can just search those out if you'd like to go. And uh, all of the proceeds will benefit 1805, which is the first responders of Santa Barbara County. So I would guess, uh, the good guess here is that Alan Parsons lives in Santa Barbara. He wants to support his community. He's doing this little show to raise money for the first responders of Santa Barbara. It's a, just a fun way to celebrate his birthday. And anybody can go if you've got the resources or the time to travel to Santa Barbara on December 20th. And I would love to be there because, like I said, uh, I, I and like we say on the show, anytime you can find anything of entertainment value that will use your money to go to charity, that's just a win-win. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, you know, what's better than donating money to the first responders of Santa Barbara? Well, donating money to the first responders of Santa Barbara and seeing Alan Parsons and Michael McDonald and Al Stewart play some music for you. Uh, And and most places that hear this radio show know that it's pretty cold in their neck of the woods in December. So combine your personal comfort with helping out. (laughs) That's reason number three to go to this charity concert, to get out of your cold weather with the sun setting at 5 p.m. now. Terrible. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, And, you know, David Pack doesn't uh, perform a whole lot anymore. He's the uh, original lead singer of Ambrosia. Now, Ambrosia is still on the road, but without David Pack. So they sort of, uh, I don't know what the falling out was or when, but they do not perform together. So if you want to hear some Ambrosia tunes, uh, Ambrosia's always on the road. You can hear them from the band, but uh, not very often do you get to hear them sung by David Pack, the uh, original member and lead singer of Ambrosia. So I'm sure they'll be doing Biggest Part of Me, uh, You're the Only Woman, How Much I Feel with uh, Al Stewart, Michael McDonald, Alan Parsons, all on stage at the same time. You can understand now why I want to go to that show. Well, it's funny you said that because when I was putting today's show together, I had to laugh. Uh, We had a set of notes that we were going to use for our last show, which, honest to goodness, went missing. So that falls under the category of dog ate my homework. (laughs) I thought, how am I going to tell Adam uh, those carefully prepared notes are now in the ethos or off on the cloud or gone forever. <laughs> One combination of the three. But I had to laugh as I was preparing today's show and I was looking through some new ideas for the show because we like to touch on health and well-being. And we do uh, we do touch on music a little bit because we think music soothes the soul and probably lowers your blood pressure and all yeah. that good kind of stuff. But I, I thought to myself, we can just begin and end the show the the story was toto will be taking a big tour in 2024 and i thought that's all the more adam needs to hear <laughs> i'll support uh, any news story that has toto in it uh, we do play toto quite often on yacht rock radio and i know uh, i've talked to steve lukather from toto uh, his son has autism and he is a huge huge component 
for the awareness and funding of autism research. Uh, he was, uh, oddly enough, I think we talked about this before, Steve Lukather from Toto was really good friends with Ed Asner. Interesting. And Ed Asner also had uh, a child with autism. So that's how they got to know each other and became friends. Ed has passed. Steve carries on the Ed Asner tribute show, which I believe we talked about, I don't know, about three months ago. There was a, an Ed Asner uh tribute concert to raise money and funding for autism and, and Steve Lukather and Toto did perform at that show as well. So yeah, what, what's Toto doing? I, I just read Big Tour and uh, they listed the first 10 dates and it looked pretty exciting. You know, we, uh, we've always chatted about on, on this show that sometimes it's just difficult. The stars have to align for you to see some of your favorite artists. And many of these artists are going out on some final tours. Now, they didn't say that this is Toto's final go around, but a number of very famous bands, as you know. Uh, now, I know some of these famous Famous bands have the wherewithal to milk the farewell tour for three or four years. <clears throat> Kiss. Uh, so, you know, the, <clears throat> sorry, got something caught in my throat there. Uh, yeah, but for many, uh, you know, we've, we've always said this. If you have a favorite band and they're performing within any kind of drive from your house, go see them. Even if you have to fly there, go see them because you might not see them again, just depending on how things work out. It's true. It is true. Uh, and if your favorite band, if they're having their farewell tour, it's it's branded as their farewell tour, you better go because you're only going to have seven or eight more chances to see them. That's absolutely <laughs> correct, now, Mr. Cynicism. I, now, I seriously am uh, worried, though, because um, Kenny Loggins is out on his final this is it tour now one of his biggest hits was called this is it and that's what the name of this tour is called it's the this is it tour because he swears he is never going to tour again he's age he's 75 as well and he's ready to just kind of sit back and relax and enjoy the last quarter of his life uh and usually when a band says you know like we just joked about farewell tour it's going to be a couple of years and they'll do another tour um I don't. I think Kenny's serious about this. I don't think he's ever going to play again. So well, I'm afraid. I, I, I think I missed. He was near me uh, about a month ago, and I didn't go. And I'm afraid I missed my opportunity. Well, I, I think Kenny Loggins is extraordinary, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. But like you said, the song "This Is It," one of his big hits, and then used uh, several areas in uh, sports competition because you know during tournaments and stuff that song would come up, and you and the guy is an extraordinary singer songwriter. I mean, his performance alone. I, I heard a live version of a song he did with his old partner when it was Loggins and Messina. And there was this great jazzy song they wrote called Angry Eyes. And I don't know if you remembered that song at all. It was kind of an epic song. It was like seven minutes long. And well, uh, but just, it was just the most virtuoso performance you'd hear. And that was just his vocal abilities, let alone guitar playing and, songwriting i mean the guy's a triple threat you know hit machine and uh i'm hoping that his touring days you know if he's saying are done that doesn't mean he will never perform again so there might be a one-off here or there maybe there's a you know a, a birthday celebration that he'll perform at uh maybe there's an award show he'll stop by and play one song i don't know 
Yeah, it's hard to say. Hey, getting back into uh, the stuff that we love to talk about, your health and well-being, this is not so good for your financial health. According to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York that keeps pretty close tabs on this, Americans are now a trillion dollars in debt on credit cards. Ooh, I... <laughs> I'm not proud That's to a say big number. that I have contributed to that number. I I have yeah. some. Well, and we all do. And the credit card balances apparently spiked over the last year and a half, up over 150 billion. So 150 billion over the last couple of years. It's the biggest increase in this century. And the concern is not just the debt on credit cards. That's its own factor. But credit card delinquency and default rates are also going up as well. So not only are the numbers like astronomical, the number of people that are tapping out is not good either overall for banks and the overall economy. How's uh, you don't have to give me a number, but how's your credit card health debt going well, I had married the right woman uh, <laughs> <laughs> because in the past, I would typically, I mean, I'm not proud or ashamed of this, but typically back in the rock and roll disc jockey heyday, I'd always have about five or 600 bucks on a card. I never could whittle it down much below 200, it seemed like. Well, that's not bad at all. That, that That's not really making a dent in the trillion dollars in debt no, we have in credit cards. It's not making the trillion dollars, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, and you've got to make a concerted effort. I mean, that's easy for me to say, but yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that I bumped into some financial people as I got older that kind of said, oh, by the way, let me show you why certain debts are not good. And, and unfortunately, credit cards are not particularly good debts because even a good credit card will have a fairly high interest rate over time. Well, they tell you um, for a tip, if you've got a credit card that's out of control, uh, call the credit card company, call the bank and try to negotiate uh, either a better rate or fixed terms. Uh, I have some personal experience in this about Oh, let's say it was about 16, 17 years ago, I had a, a credit card that I used to start a business that uh, didn't go as planned. And the income, uh, the net, the profit of the business didn't appear. So all of a sudden, uh, after I started this, about a year and a half later, all I had to show for it was an enormous credit card debt. And yeah. I couldn't make the payments on it. And when you miss a payment on a credit card, the next month, the minimum payment goes up. And then if you miss that payment, the next month, the minimum payment goes up. And I could say this for another 10 or 11 times, Jay, where the minimum payment just gets so big yes. that you are drowning. You feel like there's no way out. And I did, uh, and I'm not going to pout, I was a lot younger and, and dumber, and I, I didn't like call the bank and negotiate this like a like you know, like a Rockefeller, but the the bank and I came to uh, an agreement. Their agreement. I just sort of said okay. <laughs> that they came. They gave me a number that was a, a comfortable, a more comfortable minimum payment. Locked the card, and I had that payment. Uh, I, I'd say it took four years. So right. you know, forty eight months of a fixed payment 
to finally get rid of this card. So I guess, uh, you know, uh, talk to your friends and family how they've fe- dealt with, with um, debt. Uh, certainly research from professionals. I know you're familiar with Dave Ramsey. He's a huge um, syndicated radio host who is actually more well-known for being a, a financial advisor. And yes. I've never read his book, but I do uh, know one of his tactics is to um, make, I, I, and I don't take this as the gospel, but I believe the tactic is when you've, if, let's say you have four credit cards, uh, make the minimum payment on three of them and the lowest balance, make as much financial uh, obligation, pay as much as you can on that lowest card to get rid of it, to pay it yes. off. Then once it's gone, you've got three left, take the next lowest, d- triple, quadruple the payments on that while you pay the minimum on the others to get rid of that. And before you know it, you'll have uh, all four credit cards completely paid off. Uh, the one thing he, he did that I, um, I used to listen to his radio show, and I couldn't get into this. He, he was very strict on like eating bologna sandwiches and rice and beans until, mm-hmm. you're, until you're out of debt. Right. Like get, a, get a second job. Get a third job. Um, really budget your, your monthly finances down to the penny. Like only allow for one hundred dollars worth of quote unquote entertainment, meaning going to a movie or miniature right. golf or anything. Only budget one hundred dollars a month on going to a restaurant, you know, and take every other penny you make in a month and apply that towards paying off your debt and just eating the bare minimum. And you know, if I if I did those really strict. Um, I guess tactics. I, I I'd be out of debt in a heartbeat. But you know what? I love to eat food. I love restaurants, and I love to travel. So I'm going to keep contributing to this trillion dollar <laughs> credit card debt that we as Americans have. Oh well, I think you kind of pared it down to a nutshell. You can either get, you know either get all kinds of self control, or just say to yourself, "Hey." Uh, you know, I've got to enjoy my life. But at any rate, what, whatever happy medium you find, uh, the uh, credit card thing has become alarming of late. And just to say a trillion dollars out loud is that's a that's a lot of cash, that's you know. A, that's a lot of scratch. That's uh, a lot of scratch. You know, since we're uh, talking uh, finances here, I just have a little fun. Have you heard of? And I mean, no disrespect to the uh, to the female gender out there, but uh, have you heard of? I, I just heard of this last week. Have you heard of girl math? I have not heard of this girl math. This is not now. It's a little, uh, I guess, disparaging or. Uh, discriminatory towards females. Uh, you know, we're, we're not saying uh, that girls can't do math. That is not what this is. This is something right. that um, a female on uh, the internet, I don't know if she's a comedian or just some normal uh, lady, but she went viral for explaining what she called girl math to her boyfriend slash husband. And I didn't memorize it, but it's something like this: if you um, if you take cash out of your bank account and you buy something with cash, then it's free. That's, okay, that's her girl math because the money is already gone. She already took the money out of her bank account. 
So if she uses the cash to buy something, then that item she just purchased didn't cost anything because she's using money that was not in her bank account. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> there's, I, I, you know, as, as I'm listening to this, I'm not even sure that I should comment. It, I'm going to leave it all alone. <laughs> yeah, there's if if you buy something, if you return an item, and you get a refund, mm-hmm. uh, or let's say you exchange. Uh, oh, here it is. So, so you buy a, a, a one hundred dollar uh, item. You okay. re- you return it, and then you buy a one hundred twenty five dollar item. the The second item only cost you twenty five dollars because you use the hundred dollars from right. that you had already spent. So that doesn't count. But you got the hundred dollars back. So yeah, but you you spent it on the hundred twenty five dollar item. Right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah. So again, it's <laughs> if I if, if you want a good laugh, uh next time you're on uh uh the internet, just Google girl math. There's other pe- I mean, it, it kind of took wildfire. My uh Melissa was showing me this stuff in the last couple of weeks. It's it's everywhere. So and and like females are uh they're having fun explaining this to their husbands. Sure. While videotaping him without him knowing that they're videotaping him. So, and then, oh, every, and then it's, it's kind of like a viral challenge. Then you upload the video of your husband being confused at your girl math. <laughs> well, you know, probably many times throughout your life, you probably had explained to you how extraordinary the sale was and how much money was saved by buying more items during the sale. And I right. used to just kind of go, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, if you only spent another $30, you'd get $20 off. Absolutely. And it just never stops. Oh, here's the other thing. I actually agree with this. If it costs $5 or less, it's free. Because $5 is so small. It's not oh, like that registers right. anyway in your bank account. So if, if something costs three or four bucks, it's like you're getting it for absolutely free. Because that doesn't it's even free. count. <laughs> it doesn't count. That's pretty funny. Okay. Oh, the Food and Drug Administration is a little worried. Ozempic, which is a product that people use to control their diabetes, is being used, uh, what do they call it, off-label. A lot of people have gone to their physician to use Ozempic to help them lose some weight. So Ozempic has become a very popular pharmaceutical. If it is uh, recommended and or uh you know what prescribed by your physician by all means however the concern at the food and drug administration is now a lot of fake ozempic has hit the market and there is some concern that you could end up in the hospital or possibly die from using the the fake ozempic i so that is a very alarming story and one that is sort of uh, rapidly changing as we speak. So be careful. Now, are the fake Ozempic uh, knockoffs, are they for sale in a pharmacy or this is like on the street with a drug dealer? Well, I'm going to guess it's people saying, hey, I've got some of this. They're not really sure exactly how, uh, you know, the uh, 
the counterfeit Ozempic is, but, you know, there's so many people that, you know, would be willing to buy something from a friend of a friend of a friend. And they think that's kind of what's keeping it going, you know, because Ozempic is not really necessarily a street drug. So it's kind of this, you know, gentleman's agreement, nod, nod, wink, wink, you know, uh, they had a little problem not too long ago with uh, counterfeit Botox. So it, it's it's crazy to me uh, because, you know, I just have this jockey worldview, but I'm always amazed that somebody in a lab would create fake Botox or fake Ozempic. I mean, it's, it's not even in my wheelhouse, right. but it is happening. You know, it's funny the uh, the marketing and branding that goes along with these uh, drugs. When you even brought up Ozempic, the very first thing I thought of is, oh, the drug for weight loss. Yeah. So I thought it was specifically for weight loss, and that's not what it's for. So I had heard through, you know, misinformation and disinformation that Ozempic was for weight loss. Uh, it's and it's for diabetes. Yeah, it's a diabetes-oriented drug, uh, and uh, some doctors have gone ahead and told, you know, their patients, look, the weight loss would outweigh some of the other health concerns we have about you using this. But then that's a physician talking to you while prescribing the legitimate uh, Ozempic. What they're concerned about is, uh, you know, somebody saying to somebody else, hey, I think this stuff could really help you with some weight loss. I've got a couple of extra boxes of it. And they think that's sort of what created this chain of of Ozempic, uh, uh, you know, counterfeit Ozempic issues. I do know that Ozempic has ruined the song Magic by Pilot. (laughs) Yes, because that is the song in the ad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here this falls under the category of something you probably shouldn't do. Uh, and I can't help it. I kind of enjoy these stories because it restores my faith in humanity that criminals probably are kind of stupid. You know, they always want to show you the, the guys that got away with it. But here's a Phoenix man who's in trouble. He's accused of taking an ambulance that had a patient inside. <laughs> He uh, stole an ambulance. (laughs) Now, you're going to love this. So he hops in the stolen ambulance, Adam. There were four firefighters inside as well. Now, the ambulance was parked in downtown Phoenix, so undoubtedly these first responders were there to help some poor individual Mm -hmm. that needed to get to the hospital. And some criminally-minded individual jumped in, and drove it a few hundred feet. You'll love this. The firefighters actually threw him out the door of the ambulance where he was then arrested by police. Wow. I wonder if this was just a quick stupid joyride or if, the, if they really were attempting to steal the vehicle for, when, to when keep you forever. Hear, yeah. When you hear these stories, you may just want to add whether it's said or not. Alcohol might have been a factor. Yeah, how much drugs or alcohol was the assailant uh, perpetrator on? Uh, so yeah. this is your public service announcement. If you're going to steal a vehicle, don't steal an ambulance. Yes. Uh, one, they're not very practical, uh, and they get no. terrible gas mileage. Two, <laughs> there might be somebody in the back that needs actual medical assistance. 
<laughs> These are good guidelines, Adam. You know that, don't you? This is. I mean, one we're of the, just doing this to help. This is one of the most helpful public affairs shows uh, on the air. Oh, absolutely. So uh, as we head into the weekend super quick, I know we're getting ready to wrap up the show. Believe it or not, and, and this is more of a pop culture reference, Bill Belichick, the longtime coach of the New England Patriots, might be in a little bit of trouble with his job if he loses uh, Sunday's football game. Is he in the hot seat? He is in the hot seat. I mean, here's one of, you know, maybe not the warmest, fuzziest coaches of all time, but a guy who's been uh, one of the most successful NFL coaches, maybe on the hot seat. Uh, what, six or seven uh, Super Bowl championships? I'm yeah, just a guess I mean, off the just, top of my head. And yeah. Uh, and, he's and gonna... then, of course, uh, you know, was the first guy to really detect that Tom Brady had amazing football skills after being a really low draft choice or a fairly high draft choice. So, yeah, I just thought that was amazing. That's why I'm kind of bringing it up now, because even when you think, hey, you know, I have a pretty good resume. Uh, yeah, that uh, that resume destroyer is two bad football seasons in a row, you know? Yeah, if you've just lost your job and you're a little depressed, just know that you're not alone because uh, a seven-time Super Bowl championship coach is about to lose his two. Yeah, and he's part of the trillion dollars in credit card debt. I think he, <laughs> he's good. part of the problem, not part of the solution. <laughs> <laughs> and it might get even higher. Uh, Absolutely. Once, once he's out of a job, I don't think he'll be jobless for long. There's a lot of teams that would love to have him on their sidelines. All right, Jay Baker, thank you so much for all that you do for the show and for our listeners. If you want to re-listen to this episode or any of our past previous episodes, they are in podcast form on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.